Well, welcome to another episode of Running an Obstacle Race Training, where we talk about getting outside and either running, obstacle race training, ninja-ing, or calisthenics or street workouts. It's all about fitness on the outside. And I'm your host, Jeff Bennett. Um, I'm an older athlete, and I'm always wanting to study and find out how people work out, what their goals are, their nutrition, and I hope it's something that you can use. so much and we appreciate having Melissa and Danny Garcia on the show also known as Chicken Hawk and Blue Steel. Um, yeah. That's their um, handles for the uh, sport of obstacle course racing. They might do use it as ninjas as well and um, you can find them at Ca- Casa Garcia and hashtag the pain pastor. How's it going guys? Great. How are you? Oh, really good, and I'm glad we finally got together. We're um, it's it's been a rainy, cold day in um, Alabama and Tennessee, so we're coming under a, a lot of water. You guys getting a lot of water out there? Oh yeah, tons of water. So much water. We've got uh, trees falling left and right in the backyard. So mm-hmm. it's a soggy mess back there in the pain pasture. Yeah. Hey, so, but nature provides nice uh, tree hurdles now. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm thinking um a little more mud to crawl through and a little a few more obstacles provided by mother nature not much uh offense to you is it no nope. no yeah the uh what we dubbed as the quagmire which is an unofficial obstacle i think it just grew t- uh, by five times and yeah uh, kind of toying with the idea of maybe turning that into a, uh, a crawl yeah why not <laughs> Maybe add a little electric fence to that. Who knows? <laughs> I thought you'd done that already. Yeah, maybe put some barbed wire over it, too, <laughs> so that you make mm-hmm. sure they crawl. Well, yep. the, the thing is, we want people to come back, right? We, wanna, yeah. we don't want to scare them away right out the gate. So, <laughs> Electrified quagmire. Well, well, there's an idea. <laughs> In the Army, we called it Embrace the Suck. Um, or I like how bad it sucks out here, but you guys are, uh, I imagine, embracing every minute of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so um, how did you, let's start with some easy questions, get into your background a little bit. Um, well, how did you get started in OCR? Was it another sport that allowed you to, to transition into it? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Actually, um, what, we were living in Georgia at the time. And, uh, you know, um, we got into fitness. Well, actually, I got into fitness. And then she eventually jumped on the bandwagon. And we just had a little home gym in the back. And, um, you know, uh, I'm the type that just goes out and grinds it out. Melissa's more so. I need something to train for. I need right. some, some goal to, to keep me motivated. Right. So then uh, so we came across uh, an event. Muddy Brute, I yeah. think, yeah. The Muddy, Muddy Brute, Brute. Buford, Georgia. This is 2015. Um, mm-hmm. So we signed up, you know, a few months ahead of time, and uh, there we go. We had our goal. Yeah. So, you know, she wasn't complaining as much during the workout. <laughs> but, 
so yeah, so we we attended the event. Um, we almost didn't go. Um, oh yeah. We kind of got scared off the first morning, but we ended up deciding, yeah, you know. It was cold and wet. Yeah, it was cold and wet, and they're like, well, you know, we paid for it, we might as well go. Yeah, so we ended up doing that. Um, it was a, it was more like a trail a trail run with wall. Yeah. But um. We we spent <laughs> about thirty minutes in the car watching it, terrified. <laughs> so uh, whatever, we ended up doing it. You know, we had fun. Um, we signed up for our next event, which was the uh, the Spartan Sprint in yeah. Atlanta, um, in the spring, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we that's when it like really yeah. fueled the fire. I mean. Yeah. It was it was it was the hardest thing we've done. I hated every second of it. Um, but then we finished, and it was that. When's the next one? Yeah, when was the next one? Um, yeah, and then it just started a whole snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So so let's start. Let's talk about the first win real quick because that that's interesting because I have kind of a similar story. Um, Muddy brute. When you did that, how did you train for it, or did you train for it? Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really know what to expect, so we didn't really know how to train for it. We just kind of kept with, you know, whatever regimen we were doing at the house, which was just, you know, lifting weights weight. and yeah. really no running at all, um, which was very, very, um, it was humbling, humbling when we went out there and had to run. Um, but it was really just lifting weights and doing, you know, like home, I guess like in each body has like an insanity thing and we would do that at home and thinking it would be, you know, enough. Um, like I, like Danny said, it was very humbling when we got out there and realized we were way underprepared. Right. Um, we didn't know what to expect at yeah. the first event. Yeah. And they didn't have they didn't have a whole lot of upper body obstacles to begin no. with. So, um, you know, we, we went out there, we had fun. Yeah. Um, I guess it was more so during the Spartan Sprint where our weaknesses were exposed. Were exposed yeah. I'd, I'd say. And I didn't like the way that made me feel. Um like I said, I hated every second of it because I didn't like not not being able to do things. Yeah, um, we don't like being we don't like to suck at stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or feel like it's you know I don't want to feel like I'm dying the whole time. Um, yeah. So when we finished, it was it was um, real eye opening and realizing that hey, we need to work you know functionally, work out functionally and make this you know. Um, yeah, I guess that kind of triggered the uh, triggered triggered thing. Uh, it, it changed our way of, um, I guess, training. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say so much back then as as with now. Mm-hmm. Now that we're doing more of the the longer endurance type of yeah. events. I mean, those, those shorter races. I mean, anybody can do it, but I guess it all depends on you know, how good you are. want. Yeah, what, what, what your, your goals, goals are, are, how good you want to perform. Mm-hmm. And back then, we just. We, we just wanted to finish. Up. We just wanted to finish. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We were that, running together. No competitive aspect. It was just, you know, yeah. let's get, we'll help each other through it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the early days, I remember um, I was uh, I was a s- strong runner. And so the earlier OCR events I did was mostly, like you said, climb over a wall, climb under something, climb through something, and mm-hmm. but just beat everybody else while you're doing it. Yeah. All right. And yeah. and I remember the first uh, national one I did was the um, oh gosh it was um, Savage Race, and even in their earlier days there wasn't much um, hand grip obstacles. Okay. And and just just like you might have observed, um, 
you can run with those strengths for a while until they change the game on you. And that, mm-hmm. that's what Spartan did, I guess, for you. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Most definitely. We hadn't really done any heavy carries. We didn't know um, what heavy carries were. We didn't know what it was. Um, and then they go and throw a big old, you know, cement, like, ball in your hands and say, hey, go carry this. And I was just, I was definitely caught unprepared. Um, it was very humbling, extremely humbling. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah, yeah. even though I hated it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then you, but then you learn to, uh, I guess, train for it, and um, yeah. and and now you got stuff in your uh, in in pain pasture. But before we talk yeah. about that, um, what is your favorite OCR event so far? Mm. Favorite OCR event. So I mean, I don't, I don't have. So me personally, I don't have. Not, nothing really comes to mind. I don't favor one over the other. I mean, they're all equally as fun. Um, what I will say is. Um, I find myself enjoying the 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 longer distances more so mm-hmm. and those endurance type of events. Um, that that's me. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much I'm I'm along the same lines. Um I really don't have a favorite favorite. I mean, if I would have to pick and choose like you know, the top my top because I mean I haven't done all the OCR so it's kinda of like unfair to kinda of pick you know, pick and choose. But right. I mean there's you know Savage and um Barbarian Race is a great one. Um GVC is always great too, but like Danny said, as far as events goes, we're we've been really kind of you know going towards the longer duration ones. So any of the ones that are just really short and quick, um, yeah. yeah, we kind of don't do those as much anymore. Um, if anything, um, what I would say, like you know, if I were to like look back on our quote unquote OCR experience, um, world stuff is mutter. Yeah, um, you know. Me, Melissa's been able. Melissa's been a, a runner both times. I've been a runner and a pick crew member. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from both aspects, it's just the 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 experience itself is amazing. Being out there with all those people. I mean, you see, you see everything and anything out there, and you know, people grinding it out for 24 hours. It's just that is definitely uh, an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had to say, you know, like. You know what comes to mind as far as you know top highlights or things like that um yeah that one would be one that i would tell my grandchildren about yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be one that i definitely would top the chart as far as you know what you put out on the course and what the course gives back to you um that definitely would be probably you know i'm glad you mentioned that because I, I don't know why i didn't think about that one so um yeah. So on those, you know, there's, uh, you know, when you say endurance race or uh, world's toughest mother, I think of an endurance distance where you have the potential to um, run 80 to 100 miles, uh, you know, over a 24-hour period, anywhere up to, I mean, not to do it, uh, anywhere up to there. But it's not, it's it's a circular course, I guess? Uh, yeah, they do a, a five-mile loop, mm-hmm. okay. and um, they do rolling obstacles. So they'll, they'll open up obstacles um, throughout the first two hours of mm-hmm. the event. Um, and so you just try to, you know, log as many as many laps as you can. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the top guys, they've been, you know, 100 miles. And Over that's, 100, yeah. That's mm. just insane. We're nowhere near that. No, but, I mean, you got to consider the, the conditions, too, because usually the, the month that they do World's Toughest is in November, which, you know, the, the past few years, you know, the night falls, night sets in, and it gets really cold. 
So it's not just, you know, running and obstacles. It's, it's really fighting the elements as well and being able to, to push through and, deal with, all and deal with all those elements. Because with World's Toughest, I would say, what, like 75% of the obstacles are water-related right. or have some type of water with them yep, where you're submerging and, and, you know, water in your face and on your head and, you know, um, and it's not it's not warm water. Yeah. <laughs> and they even had like this last year. They had Arctic enema, which is a you have to it's an ice bath. You have to submerge yourself underwater in ice in addition to the cold conditions. So um, it's definitely a a well rounded supper fest, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you, um, Melissa, you did a uh, one of your longest distances, the last world's toughest mudder. Yeah. Um, I got 50 miles logged in, um, but that was the official mileage. Um, I didn't wear a watch, so I don't know what my unofficial mileage was, which would have included all the penalty laps and, and that additional stuff. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know if I could, if I gauged it, probably maybe about 60 miles. That's yeah, amazing. Mean, yeah. She, uh, yeah, I mean, she hit 50 miles. I was originally supposed to run it. Um, it was kind of be kind of going to be my redemption. Yeah, I didn't train uh, at all the whole year. I had messed up my knee a month and a half earlier at another OCR, and so you know, hey Melissa, tag her in. Yeah, like, so what, she had four, four weeks. weeks. Yeah. She was four weeks out. She wasn't planning on it whatsoever. I was and, supposed uh, to be pit crew, and I, you know, <laughs> mentally prepared myself for pit crew. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't really. The the year prior, you know, I really trained very hard. We did a, a every year we do a 24 hour mock event. Um, and that year, you know, I logged my 50 miles, you know, training and, you know, I was, you know, running on Montesano in Huntsville, you know, three times a week running on the trails up there. And then this week, four weeks out or this year, four weeks out, you know, Hey, tag, you're in. <laughs> and I hadn't really run at all. So, um, that was really interesting to see how my body responded to that. And, you know, realizing that I think I may have overtrained in the previous year. Um, That's a good point. Because, it's it's it was really interesting to see how that how that played out. You know, just four weeks out, I think. What was it? when you tagged me in that next weekend? I did a mock. Yeah, uh, I think you only did. I did like twenty miles. Twenty miles. Yeah, just to I kind know. of because my legs have felt that you know as, as long as I know my legs have reached that mileage, I know that we did it in training. I know that I can get that mileage. My legs, you know, the muscle memory. You you've hit that mile. You know you know what it feels like. After that, I feel like it was just mostly mental, just telling myself, you know, you got this. You've seen these miles. It's nothing new. So when we did the training here, you know, about three weeks out, I hit 20, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I can still run. So you know, what's another 30 more miles? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was my goal, at least. Yeah. So um, you know, you're no stranger to trail running. Um, but uh, when we go trail running, um, when I've done, I've done a few 50Ks and marathons, I think you did as well. But mm -hmm. um, the nutrition's different there, I think. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, so I prefer in trail running, um, even on my longest distance, my last meal might be the night before the race. And then all mm -hmm. throughout that run, I'm taking um, nutrition. And I prefer to take, um, I like to take that the hammer uh, supplements and mix it in mm. and, and have it with water and cause i just don't want to eat or take the the gels i like the uh uh stuff i can mix in it has electrolytes and calories and that's all i'm taking in and i yeah and i keep my nutrition up throughout the run um i was just wondering if if on something like world's toughest mutter or or when you do the um ultra for spartan is is the nutrition 
I guess the nutrition is different on each one because you have one is a circular lap and the other one may not be. Yeah, I mean, when I, like approaching World's Toughest, um, I, you know, last year or the year before we were, um, I wanted to do, you know, mostly food and I did, I had a lot of goose packs and, and like baby food and, and other things like that. But going into this one, I was, I kind of threw caution to the wind, really, I kind of, for World's Toughest specifically, I just, every lap, I had really sugary things like donut holes and peanut butter and jelly and just things that I wouldn't normally eat for trail runs. Um, it was just mainly really quick sugar because it's a five-mile loop. I could kind of come in every five miles, and it wasn't the same as, like, you know, like the trail running where you get long, you're longer between, you know, pit stations um, where you have to kind of, like, have food that's easily accessible um yeah it's you know like yeah pack it in your your vest or what have you right um world's toughest was a really different different nutritional strategy um for me at least um i don't know how pretty much just um just getting you know i mean she would quick sugary items thankfully we had somebody one of the volunteers out there you know we'd be texting back and forth she was at about the half mile marker or at the half half loop point and she'd be you know she'd text me Melissa would let her know, hey, have Danny get me some peanut butter and, you know, yeah. PB&J's ready. And so yeah. I'd work on that and then, you know, meet her out on the, uh, um, in the little pit area or the quick, right. the quick pit and just, you know, have a variety of things for her. And, you know, things I that, usually picked, I think, the donut holes, um, all the sugar hot, stuff. yeah, hot chocolate, <laughs> uh, pop tart, really nice. quick processed, um, simple sugars. simple sugars that were really quickly um, digested. And, and really quick, not digested, but really quick, you know, to the bloodstream. But, like, with trail running, I probably would not be eating donut holes and Pop-Tarts, for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> um, the duration between, you know, the, the, the station stops and all that, that's, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, I think every time I came in, it was maybe what, about an hour and a half, to two hours at the most. It varied. It varied, it varied yeah. throughout the night. It could have been an hour and a half, or she could, you know, she could be coming in three hours later. So yeah. it's uh, just varied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um. So I'd like to take a moment right now to tell you about one of our sponsors, and they're called Mission Driven Research. They exist to glorify God by providing excellent support to our customers, treating employees better in every way, empowering employees to serve their neighbors in radical ways, and directing a minimum of 10% of all profits to support mission activities throughout their partnership with Mission Driven Ministries. I tell you, this is a great organization. They're a defense contractor, but they also support the running community by sponsoring runners. And they get people off the couch and into races. They just whistle and 50 or 60 people will show up. That's an exaggeration, but a lot of people will show up to run at some of these charity races in town. And so they're just a good company overall. That's Mission Driven Research. spectacular and and so um what are your fitness goals um, going to be since you mentioned you'd like to do endurance running how are, are is your training going to change to do that um, 
or you focus more on running or more on obstacles? How do you get ready for an endurance? Well, I mean, so for me personally, I mean, well, your goals this year, my goals, I mean, yeah, if, if Tough Mudder happens this year, um, you know, the plan is to, to hit 50 miles at, at world's toughest mudder. Um, well, you're supposed to get 60 because now I hit 50. So you can't do. Yeah, that. she kind of set the bar. So <laughs> I, kinda got, I got pressure. You can't get 50 now. I can get anything less than 50. No. But I mean, uh, you know, just up the running. Um, our our bodies have seen that mileage. I don't think you have to beat yourself up. Um, but you know, I do a lot of body weight stuff, um, body weight strength training. Um, not so much uh, into the weightlifting anymore. Um, it's all about you know functional fitness and you know just having that cardio. Um, and your training leading up to WTM is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, it'll be different than what your but goals yeah, are. Because your goals are different. Than right. Me. This year, my goals are mostly trail running. I want, you know, I'm turning 40 this year, so my goal was to, um, I want to do a 100 miler trail run. Um, so my training is pretty much going to be, you know, more focused on running and, and keeping a slower pace than I'm used to. And getting that elevation. And getting the elevation workout in. Um, so we don't ha- we have a lack of elevation here on the pain pasture, but we make up with it with you know like sled pulls, really heavy sled pulls. To okay. kind of, you know. Mimic that. Incline mimic work. the incline. You know the same work that you would be doing, you know, hiking up a hill. Um, and then you know, probably going to the mountain at least once a week for a long duration run. Probably no more than three hour runs. But, you know, I've set up a couple races leading up to, I think, my 100-milers in September. So I have a 30-miler coming up and then another 50-miler after that. And I, that's my long, that'll be my longest one before I do the 100. So mine's, it's, I'm going to be focused a lot more on the running aspect. And, of course, you know, I have to, I'll be doing the obstacles out here and training out here because I do have some OCRs this year. But his, he's going to be more focused probably or more heavy on the – upper body and obstacle training than mine would be this year yeah yeah so i'm hearing two distinct goals and and that is really good and they're in line with what you want to do um Mm -hmm. like last year i focused on running and it is really hard to run long distances and keep your strength up that was one thing i saw that i had to sacrifice i thought i was going to do a bunch of pull-ups after a run but you know 30 to 50 miles a week will drain your <laughs> endurance. Yeah, you got to pick one. It's a whole other ball game. Yeah. Um, a whole other ball game. But. So, um, hey, well, tell us a little bit. We, we, we mentioned it earlier. Tell us about hashtag the pain pasture. Hmm. The pain pasture. Aptly uh, named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how did it start? Basically, um, so ever since we moved out here to uh, – Stateville, Tennessee, we, um, you know, our property is about six, six acres. Um, so we've got a huge space out in the back. And, um, you know, it's basically, it's our training ground, yeah. essentially. Um, you know, I first started out with this, you know, heavy carry type of equipment. Sure you well remember. Oh, yeah. Yep. You've been out, you know, you know. <laughs> so You yeah, broke me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that bear call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, just slowly but surely, we've been, you know, putting up obstacles up. Um, little got, by little. We've got a nice mix of uh, upper body obstacles. We've got walls to, walls to go over, mm-hmm. hurdles, um, all kinds of stuff. We've been able to get the the course now to about about a mile and a quarter. Yeah, I, a little bit over that, a little, 
closest to a mile and a half. The closest wow. we did it to a mile. Yeah. Um, with about 30, 30 something obstacles. Yeah. Um, some eventually will get phased out because you know at one point all we had were eight obstacles. One of them being you know a natural a natural obstacle, but yeah. as those trees wear down and stuff, we'll just we replace it with something else. Yeah, we'll replace it with uh, with actual obstacles that mm-hmm. that we've been building. So, um, so yeah, like I was saying, um, it's basically our personal training ground, but at the same time, it's, you know, a, a, an obstacle facility that we're kind of developing. It's blossoming into. Yeah, it's blossoming into yeah. an obstacle uh, training facility so that, mm-hmm. you know, people local or from afar, they can, you know, come and get some exposure to, to OCR training, whether they're new or, you know, if they're experienced um, OCR runners, then, mm-hmm. you know, they can come in and, you know, go crazy and, you know, please, I want to see somebody go and do the lap with all the obstacles and yeah. see how fast they can do it. Yeah. Um, because I'll tell you, when we had about 25 obstacles doing one lap, I mean, those were 22 minutes of hell. And was... We've only added more stuff since then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's basically what it is. And, uh, you know, just bringing people together um, mm-hmm. and trying to grow the OCR community because at the end of the day, while we love the obstacle course races, it's really more so about the people. Um, that's what has us keeping coming back and yeah. the socialization aspect and just, you know, reacquainting with existing people, you know, reminiscing about, you know, different experiences that we shared at one point and then, you know, making new friends. And there's something really cool, like, from our perspective here is when someone shows up and, like, we just recently put a dragon's back up, which is, I guess, leap, a dragon's back leap or leap. Um, yeah, there's back. different names for it. I think Barbarian calls it leap of faith. Um, and um, Indian Mudrum, I believe, calls it uh, dragon's back. Um, but, you know, it's a platform that you jump to another platform that's, you know, kind of slanted with the bar. And, and so, it's, it's yeah. kind of difficult to de- describe. It's but, only six feet high. Yeah, but it might as well be, you know, 30 feet up <laughs> in the air when you're standing up there. But, um, it's really cool to see someone who shows up and they're, they're nice. terrified of it. And then when they leave, the smile of their accomplishment because they jumped, they did it. Um, that really is something that I that I didn't anticipate when we when we had this that I would find that I loved. I love seeing somebody do something they didn't think they could do. Overcoming their fear. Overcoming the fear or overcoming their own self doubt. Yeah. And and they did it. And it's it's been such an amazing, just an amazing thing to experience and to, to share, share with, them. with them. Yeah, to right. share that they're able to do it, that they didn't think they could, and and they did it. Right. And even people that have been here before, like you know, yeah. they were trying, they've been trying to do a, a specific obstacle that like we have out there, like tire like, hurdles usually on that list for a few. Yeah, you know, the tire hurdle and or like the the swinging steps, mm-hmm. and you know, at that point, you know, back then or whenever they came before, they struggled with it, but then they come back. And they they do that much better. Yeah. So you know they feel they feel accomplished, and it just I don't know it gives yeah. gives them something to look forward to. You know, mm-hmm. the next time they come back, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna kick that obstacle. And crush it. <laughs> and they usually do, and they crush it. Um, and it, it's just it's really it's really it's nice to be able to experience that with them and to see you know that look of doubt and fear, and then all of a sudden that washes away, and they're just it's I'm I'm strong, I can do this. Yeah. That's really it's really cool. Um, it's, it's it's kind of like an un, you know uh, not a side effect but um, how do I describe it? It would be like I didn't expect to to have that happen and I didn't expect like that to be my favorite thing about the pasture um, is watching people you know become stronger people. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah, and I, it's really fun. Yeah, I can see you're helping people and and 
and I see that in the videos that you post and on social media. In fact, we had a mutual friend who was able to jump over, I think you call it the tire hurdle. And, yeah. And to see the look on her face after she did that, I was like, man, that is incredible. It was it was really, really, really exciting. Yeah. We um, will say that our tire hurdle is is not is not short people friendly. No. Yeah, we had a little mishap when we were putting it up. So it's a little higher than what it should be. But it's okay. But that, that, that's all right. I mean, train harder. Yeah, we, that's our thing too. We we make it we make it harder so that it's easier at the you know come race time. Yeah. But um yeah I mean things look like the tire hurdle just seeing you know some of the some of our OCR peeps just you know struggle with it and you know t they keep trying they keep trying finally after 10 15 20 attempts mm -hmm. they finally get it and then like Melissa was saying that look of faith you know that look on their face of finally conquering the obstacle uh, whichever it may be it's just it's just an awesome feeling it is it's really nice to see so um, so i see other so i see other applications for what you're doing i could see like um team building for um sports teams um mm -hmm. may, maybe uh church groups coming in and, and going mm -hmm. through there and all kind of good opportunities. Even if you're, yeah. if you're it, like, we used to call it in the army, a confidence course, you know, how do we mm -hmm. work together as a team to get through this thing? So I think you have a lot of potential with it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, we're always, we're, we're always here. Um, and like we tell everyone, you know, um, you, you want to come train, just, come, you know, knock on touch with us yeah. and come on over because so, you're out there. I'm gonna leave you out there by yourself. No, I'll be out there training with you. We just need we need another excuse to get out there, and if when people come out, it's like, yay, let's go play. <laughs> well, I I get it because I have um a rather small area in my backyard, but I go out there every day for a few minutes a day, so I can imagine what your temptation must be like a mile and a quarter of uh, training out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. um, so how would somebody get in touch with you? Um, do you have a way a preferred way of getting contacted if somebody wants to come and use your facilities um yeah so if you wanted to follow us on social media we we're on instagram it's a uh, casa underscore garcia underscore ocr um if you check our bio there that'll uh, there's a link tree um that has different links um our main thing is our facebook page um you can search under casa garcia or the pain pasture mm -hmm. um and then you can just message us through our facebook page and you know either myself or melissa will will get in touch with you and mm -hmm. you know set something up um yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah we keep it pretty easy um you know if it's not a race weekend you know our weekends are usually available um and most people like to come over on the weekends but we're here in the evenings too um right we also put up uh we'll every now and then um we'll put up a like a training event mm -hmm. Um, so we'll just, you know, throw something up on our Facebook page, event page. Um, and you know, like we'll... with, um, with Danny doing WTM, um, he has to do his own, you know, we do, we'll do like a 12, six hour, 12 hour, you know, longer duration trainings leading up to November. And he usually will post those training events and open it saying, Hey, I'm going out to train. If anybody wants to get some, you know, and long endurance training come on up yeah and, and join us um, we'll be going for two hours four hours yeah. 16 hours you know eventually you know if you've never seen 24 hours or 50 miles you like, have you a know, chance that's a good chance to you know have your body put your body through it and an opportunity to test your nutrition test your test nutrition your and your gear plan mm -hmm. um, as well as as well as you know bring your pit crew yeah you let know, them help we kinda, you we kind of set up a little mock pit area out there um 
you know, and get the bonfire going and um, just yeah. uh, have a grand old time. And we aim to at least at some point, it's been a little hard this year, um, but we aim to at least have one event every month. Um, you know, even if it's just like a two hour, you know, get together, we had one, we had actually two this last two months, um, where we had, um, you know, everybody, we do a, a walkthrough with everyone and we kind of go over all the obstacles and, you know, give you tips and modifications to help you achieve that, you know, um, or things to help you get, you know, to complete the obstacle if you're having difficulty to do it as it stands. Um, and we'd hope to do that at least once a month going you know, into the future. Um, but yeah, like he said, hit us up on Facebook. Um, we can work something out with you, um, and see, you know, with your schedule or whatever, and have you come on out and play. Excellent. Well, I know people love going there. I think you've had visitors as far away as Canada. Um, mm-hmm. I was the first international guest about two weeks ago. That felt so awesome. <laughs> they came down just to you know, just to grind it out at the pain pasture. So that was... We made well use of those two days. I'll just tell you what. Two days of fun. So, yeah, yeah let's, see, let's see if we can get somebody coming from farther away. <laughs> There's the challenge a, right there. Right? Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. I mean, 2000, 2019 was all about, you know, building it. Yeah. I think 2020, I'm excited. We're excited to see, you know, where, what next. Yeah. What, you know, the where we take it to, you know what mm-hmm. that next level is yeah um and we're just you know trying to get more exposure yeah excellent well um uh do you have any advice you might give to somebody who has never done an ocr before what mm-hmm. so, um so it's not as scary as it looks no um be prepared to have weaknesses exposed mm-hmm. don't let that bring you down because that should just fuel the fire for wanting to get better and, you know, improve. And then, you know, when you do that race the next time or whatever, you know, you'll do that much better. Yeah. Use it as a baseline, I guess. If it's, I mean, there's, there's, I always joke that there's two types of people with OCR. Ones that when they finish are, I'm done. I'm never doing it again. I am absolutely not doing this ever again. And the other type are, you know, when's the next sign up? Um, You'll know which one you are as soon as you finish the crossing, you know, that finish line. Um, but don't be afraid to, to see what your body can do. Um, we've been given this, you know, beautiful body. See what it can do. Just don't let it sit on the couch every day. Don't doubt yourself. You know, go out there and, and your way, you can accomplish a way more than you think you can. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely learn some things about yourself when mm-hmm. you're out there. And not all of them are bad. Right. <laughs> Everything's good. It's all for the positive. It's all positive. Well, thank- but yeah, just sign up. Nice. Okay, so um, so we got the encouragement there, and we thank you so much for um, being on our show and all the advice you put out and telling us a little bit about the pain pasture. We wish you luck in there, and I know you're gonna blow it up. I know people are gonna contact you as a result of this. So so <laughs> so congratulations to you on that. Um, that's a major goal. Um, and thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. It was awesome. You're welcome. All right, one last thing before everybody goes. Have you ever thought about getting a security clearance? Are you wondering what it takes to get one or how the process even starts? Well, some of you might be worried I have another podcast called DOD Secure, and you can get it right here on this podcast platform. Just search for DOD Secure.
So thanks again for joining us for another episode of Running and Obstacle Race Training, where we try to encourage you to get up off the couch and go exercise. And if you're a regular athlete or experienced athlete, we hope you'll join us and get some good advice on your training. And also, if you're like me, kind of sidelined for a little while, you're looking for uh, alternative alternative exercises because your legs hurt too much to run after your last major run and you're looking for other things to do, just want to encourage you to keep seeking um, your fitness out and don't give it up.